What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Happy Friday. How's everyone doing out there? Today is May 21st. You made it through the week. Getting ready for the weekend. Congratulations. Hopefully you guys had a nice one. On today's show, it's a deep dive Friday. We'll give our uh, handicap for one of the games coming up tomorrow. This game will be on Saturday's Quick Picks. And we're going to give a pick for the Islanders hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow in the NHL. Uh, First things first, special thanks to Better Edge, a great sponsor of the show. And I love what Better Better Edge is doing for the sports betting industry. They're changing it because they're allowing everyone to start betting VIG-free. So everyone, if you're a pro, if you're an amateur, if you've been betting for 10 years, or 10 days, you're going to find benefits by betting at Better Edge. I mean, everyone can make money. It's not like the best people can make money at Better Edge and then everyone else is left in the dust. If you're even a $10 better per game, you can save about a dollar a game. Now, you may say, you know, whatever, a dollar a game, not much. Well, every 100 bets, you're going to save $100. That's a lot of money for a $10 better. All of this because they're allowing you to bet without the VIG. So check them out online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Com. Use promo code SHARP for a free $10, and uh, that 10 bucks is roll over free. BetterEdge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, so let's get to it. Our best bet, well, best bet, our deep dive handicap for a game tomorrow, New York hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, this game's going to be at 12 o'clock uh, noon Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern. Current line that we're going to look at is New York minus 110. Or so. I mean, depending on where you shop, depending on where you look around right now, it's going to be around minus 110. Keep in mind, VIG free, better edge. If each gate, if each team is assumed to be about a 50% winner, you're paying even money for each team. So there is no minus 110, but uh, either way, New York minus 110 if you're on a sports book uh, tomorrow. All right. So first, I want to just talk about betting a seven game series because there's things you do in a seven game series or ways you approach it that you really don't approach regular season. Now, the first thing is that we have to remember is that lines won't move much game to game. You know, uh, uh, something that the average sports better or, you know, hardcore sports fans who try and sports bet, one mistake they make is overreacting to small sample size. You know, this happens a lot in, let's say, college football where you don't get a chance to see like a repeat game. What'll happen a lot of times, you'll get a team who's minus three, and they end up blowing the other team out by 20 points. Well, the market doesn't overreact. If those two teams played again, they wouldn't say, oh, they were minus three. We're going to make them minus 10 because they blew them out. No, if they were minus three and they blew a team out by 20 points and they played again, the team who was minus three may be minus four or five. That's how the market works. They adjust slowly. They don't overreact. And so in a seven-game series... It doesn't matter if you get blown out, how good you look, how bad you look. Game to game, these lines really won't move that much. So theoretically, if we like a team, we should be betting on that team almost every game in the series. Now, here's the catch. You don't want to bet every single game because there are certain times where teams historically win or lose based on how good they are and what's going on in the series. You know, if you have two teams who are theoretically dead even, and one team is down 2-1, 
and just lost at home, you know, odds are, not odds are, but historically, that team has won game three. So there are times where you want to usually play on a team in, in the seven-game series. A great example is, you know, an easy one after a loss, things like that. Because even though the line isn't really moving, there might, you know, there are times where you want to bet a team harder than others. And this is one of those with the Islanders. You know, the Islanders won one coming out of Pittsburgh. Obviously, Pittsburgh had home ice. New York got the win on the road. Go home to Nassau Arena for game three, lose game three. So this is one of those situations, historically, these teams are perceived to be somewhat equal. Pittsburgh is a little bit ahead of New York in in the market. But still, this is historically a really good spot for the Islanders. But my point with the lines not changing game to game is that really, and this is a good... Uh, reminder, if you do like a team, one game, and the line isn't moving much, if there's not a reason to maybe fade that team that game, we should be looking to bet these teams over and over. You know, because really, when you look at the prices, even though moving from home to away changes how much a team is favored, the market actually doesn't really adjust the prices very much. What they're doing is just factoring in home and road. That's the only changes in in these prices. So what a lot of people will do, or what I read on Twitter all the time is, I like uh, so-and-so minus 110 on the road. And then they'll play at home, and these people will say, nope, they're minus 140, minus 150, that's too expensive. Well, really, minus 110 on the road and minus 140 at home it's the same exact price. Now, those are just random kind of theoretical numbers, but let's use an NFL example because I know a lot of you guys bet the NFL and it's easier to think about this when you talk about points in football. If a team is minus three on the road, okay? So you have a team that's a three-point favorite on the road. If if you would bet that game, which a lot of you people, <laughs> a lot of you people, I didn't mean to say that, but a lot of you guys who, uh, who bet these games you you like these road teams minus three or so in the NFL. Well, what I always say to people who go, yep, I like this team minus three on the road. That's the exact same thing as saying you like that team minus nine at home. Now, let's talk about this. Home is roughly, for this example, and, and usually in the NFL, home field is roughly worth three points. Some fields may be more like Kansas City, and some may be less, like uh, SoFi Stadium in, in LA. But the point is, average about three points for home field advantage in the NFL. So what that means is, if you're on the road, and you're minus three, you're the three-point favorite, if you play that team on a neutral field, now the line is minus six, and if you play that team at home, now the line is minus nine. You see the three-point adjustment for home, neutral, and then back at your home, or road, neutral, home. So it's the same thing for hockey. If you're minus 110 on the road and you're minus 140 at home, that's theoretically the same break-even price for the market. So you shouldn't look at this as it's more expensive to play the minus 140. It's the same price, actually. Just like in football, the minus 9 at home may seem more expensive, but it's really not. It's really the same price based on external factors. So that's just one thing I had to bring up again. It's a very, it's a huge misconception about value. And you'll see this on from Twitter, from these Twitter professionals all the time. You know, it's like, I don't like this game because it's minus 170 and minus 170 is expensive. But I like this play because it's minus 110 and that's better. It's like, well, not really, because if you look at the break-even percentage for that game, that may be the better bet. You know, just because a game is minus 250 or minus 300 
doesn't make it a bad bet. And just because you have a team who you like who may be plus 500 doesn't make it a good bet. So just because the price is high or low doesn't mean it has value or doesn't have value. All right, let's get back to this series. Uh, New York, Pittsburgh. In this series, the Islanders had a patch, like a little little gap where they, or kind of a, a sequence where they really weren't playing well offensively. And that was game two in Pittsburgh, and then the first half of game three. And they weren't scoring at all. They were failing to generate chances, failing to, to do anything on the power play. And really, it came down to the neutral zone. So the Islanders seem to have solved the problem the Penguins were giving them in the neutral zone, and that's going to be a big deal. I think the rest of the series will be decided by who wins and who controls the neutral zone. The Islanders are one of the best home teams in the NHL. As we said, they tied it 1-1 in Pittsburgh, now come back to New York for two games. They lost game one at home at Nassau. I don't see it happening twice in a row. The Islanders are 21-4-3 at home this year. And one more note about Nassau Stadium. This is their last couple games in this arena. They're building a huge, really, really nice state-of-the-art stadium where the Islanders are going to start playing next year. So this is their final chance to make a statement, get some of these wins, and the fans are going to be crazy for game four. So uh, our deep dive bet for Friday, this game tomorrow, 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern. We're going to go New York Islanders around minus 110 at home against Pittsburgh. All right, good luck. Whatever you guys have going on today or tonight, hope you cast some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.